this is Tony, cover magazine. I'm speaking to Liesl Bertram, the head of advice at Old Mutual Personal Finance. Liesl, um, thank you very much once again. Welcome back. Hope you had a good break over December and ready for a busy year. Thank you, Tony. Always a pleasure. I had a great break. Yes, thank you. Great stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of energy in the market. People want to do things. So, um, yeah, it's always good to give them some tips as to what they can work with and what is important. Um, on that note, obviously, we, we're talking about retirement. Um, I think everybody felt a bit like, is this what retirement is all about over the last two years? Because you had to stay home. But um, retirement is a reality. And what is also a reality is that most people can't um, retire financially comfortable. Um, I suppose comfortable is maybe a difficult word, but most people can't even retire with enough money to retire. So um, that means that something has to be done about that. But let's just start with Old Mutual Saving and Investment Monitor that you recently did, because that reveals quite a bit about the state of people's finances in terms of savings, etc. So if you can tell us a bit about that. Yeah, Tony, as I think, you know, as financial advisors speak to clients, they always look at what is that comfortable retirement and, and how much is necessary for that. We we had some very concerning results in the 2021 um, survey that we completed, um, especially as far as retirement is concerned, where we saw that one third of respondents had absolutely no formal retirement savings, which is really a concern. It mm. means that there isn't even that conversation about is my saving um, capital going to be enough when I get to retirement? Yeah, there is absolutely no formal saving. So there may be some informal saving, but that's very unlikely to be sufficient to provide for, for a reasonable retirement. So the fact that a third of people in the survey said that they had no formal retirement savings was really a concern. Um, we also see, obviously, under the pandemic conditions, 56% of respondents told us that they experiencing financial overwhelming financial problems and financial pressure. So mm -hmm. we can see this balance where people are really experiencing problems with their budgets, so making ends meet on a day-to-day -day basis right now, and then also not providing for retirement uh, because there's so much pressure on the current budget and retirement is just pushed aside and, and you know, something mm. that we'll look at in the future, which is problematic because we know that you need a long period to save up sufficient funds for retirement. It's not something that the, that an investor can keep postponing to make um, current budget meet, uh, ends meet. Mm. I mean, the reality is that uh, um, everybody did experience quite a difficult time over the past two years. And um, some people experienced an extremely difficult time financially, um, losing jobs. Could have been that both, in many instances, I know of both people in the household that were breadwinners losing their jobs. Um, and, you know, what do you do then? You fall back on your savings, whether that's yep. for retirement or not. So it makes it extremely difficult. Most people have the intention to save, but they they just don't get there or they get there for a little while. So how can financial advisors then make a practical difference to get people, first of all, to start and to stay on track? 
I, you know, I don't think it's rocket science. I think we all know what needs to be done, but sometimes it's important just to sit back and, and take a broad perspective and just remind ourselves. We also see, interestingly, the regulator getting involved now with the proposed two-pot system and access because there is a much deeper appreciation across the board that it's pointless if I've got fantastic retirement savings in place, but I can't make my day-to-day -day budget um, ends meet and I lose my house or I, I can't afford, you know, day to day expenses. So that balance between what do I say for the long term and what do I need for the immediate term right now by the end of the month? How do I balance those? And I think what is very important for the advisor to bring it into the conversation is where people do lose their jobs or they change employers and they've got access to their to their retirement, the formal retirement fund savings, a pension or a provident fund. It's so important to have a very detailed conversation about preserving those accumulated um, retirement capital, not to spend all of it. So I think one needs to be pragmatic. It's not necessarily um, possible to save everything and to preserve everything, but to have a very detailed conversation about what can I afford to take out now to help with my immediate financial pressures and what can I then afford to keep in my retirement fund, you know, in the long term to make sure my retirement capital saving isn't depleted and has to start right from scratch again. So that preservation conversation when there's a, a job loss or a change of employment, I think is very, very important. And then the other thing I think, Tony, where an advisor can really play a very valuable role is looking at more flexible options when it comes to retirement provision, looking at structures where lump sums can be contributed, premiums can be stopped, there are premium holidays possible, to make sure that advisors aren't always um, in a position where the customer is contracted in and there's no option in the case of financial hardship to have a little bit of flexibility and room to move, you know, to skip mm. a premium for three months when the budget pressure is so high that that premium just doesn't um, feature in the budget. Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, as we've spoken, things happen and um, unexpected things happen, some more serious than others. Disability can happen, uh, temporary disability, illness, you can be off work for a while, etc. So, which is outside of your control and your planning. So, how do we um, financial advisors ensure that their clients are protected against these unexpected outcomes? Again, I think financial advisors really bring that into the conversation. We know what the right cover options and risk products are to cover against those risks and to make sure that those risks are removed from the from the customer's or the client's position. The problem is affordability of the premiums. When there's severe pressure on budget, I think that's often something that the, the client mm. is tempted to sacrifice first. And that's where the advisor needs to just sound the the cautionary bells to say, understand if you sacrifice those risk elements, should one of those risk events occur, your whole financial plan is going to be thrown into turmoil. So interestingly, I had a conversation with a with a client recently um, where it's a business and there are significant financial pressures and a lot of compromises had to be made. The one thing this client refused to compromise on was life cover because of you know, the, the underwriting is in place, the cover is in place, there are minor children. So so to me, that was testament of the advisor having had a very good conversation and positioned the importance of the life cover so well that the customer understood, the client understood, 
I don't want to sacrifice that. I can always catch up. I can, you know, maybe skip even a bond payment for a few months and skip a premium for a few months on savings or products. But my risk cover, I want to keep in place. So I think it is possible to have the conversations and then just to see where do we compromise in the budget. Compromises are necessary. The important thing is that we compromise as carefully and as astutely as possible. Mm, yeah, that's always the balance that's so difficult. Um, and again, as you said, I mean, that's where the financial advisor needs to be very close to his clients in terms of conversation, to be aware of these um, unexpected things that happen and to be able to guide them through that, you know, constant connection with the client um, and getting the client to feel comfortable to contact the advisor when things like that actually occur. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I think that to me, it's akin to a, a GP, a general practitioner, a doctor. If you go to a GP, they are able to take that bird's eye view, to take a step back and to consider all elements, mm. not just hone in on one specific element and ignoring the rest. So and I think there's incredible value in having that more bird's eye holistic conversation in relation to the bigger picture of the financial plan. Mm. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, at least we've got... Um, a large number of professional financial advisors in South Africa, a good financial planning institute. Um, so uh, clients are in good hands. I completely agree with that. Absolutely. Lizel, thank you so much. Um, it was great chatting to you again. And um, I look you, as you said earlier, second interview for the year. So I look forward to uh, chatting to you again very soon. Awesome. Thank you, Tony. Me too.